Chapter Eleven of the House of Whispers by William Lacroix. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Concerns the Whispers. What had startled Gabrielle was certainly extraordinary and decidedly uncanny. She was standing near the southern wall when, of a sudden, she heard low but distinct whispers. Again she listened. Yes, the sounds were not due to her excited imagination at the recollection of those romantic traditions of love and hatred, or of those gruesome stories how the wolf of Badenoch had been kept prisoner there for five years and put to frightful tortures, or how the laird of Weem was deliberately poisoned in that old banqueting hall, the huge open fireplace of which still existed near where she stood. There was the distinct sound of low, whispered words. She held her breath to listen. She tried to distinguish what the words were, but in vain. Then she endeavored to determine whence they emanated, but was unable to do so. Again they sounded. Again, and yet again. Then there was another voice, still low, still whispering, but not quite so deep as the first. It sounded like a woman's. Local tradition had it that the place held the ghosts of those who had died in agony within its noisome dungeons. But she had always been far too matter-of-fact to accept stories of the supernatural. Yet at that moment her ears did not deceive her. That pile of grim, gaunt ruins was a house of whispers. Again she listened, never moving a muscle. An owl hooted weirdly in the ivy far above her, while near, at her feet, a rabbit scuttled away through the grass such noises she was used to she knew every night sound of the countryside for when she had finished her work in the library she often went unknown to the household with stuart upon his nocturnal rounds and walked miles through the woods in the night the grey-eyed thin-nosed headkeeper was her particular favorite he knew so much of natural history and he taught her all he knew she could distinguish the cries of birds in the night and could tell by certain sounds made by them as they were disturbed that no other intruders were in the vicinity but that weird whispering coming as it did from an undiscovered source was inhumane and utterly uncanny was it possible that her ears had deceived her was it one of the omens believed in by the superstitious the wall whence the voices appeared to emanate was she knew about seven feet thick an outer wall of the old keep she was aware of this because in one of the folio tomes in the library was a picture of the castle as it appeared in fifteen ten taken from some manuscript of that period preserved in the british museum she who had explored the ruins dozens of times knew well that at the point where she was standing there could be no place of concealment beyond that wall the hill covered with bushes and brushwood, descended sheer for three hundred feet or so to the bottom of the glen. Had the voices sounded from one or other of the half-choked chambers, which remained more or less intact, she would not have been so puzzled. But, as it was, the weird whisperings seemed to come forth from space. Sometimes they sounded so low that she could scarcely hear them. At others they were so loud that she could almost distinguish the words uttered by the unseen. Was it merely a phenomenon caused by the wind blowing through some crack in the ponderous lichen-covered wall? She looked beyond at the great dark yew, the justice tree of the Grahams. 
the night was perfectly calm not a leaf stirred either upon that or upon the other trees the ivy high above and exposed to the slightest breath of a breeze was motionless only the going and coming of the night birds moved it no she decided once and for all that the noise was that of voices spectral voices though they might be again she strained her eyes when still again those soft sibilant whisperings sounded weird and quite inexplicable slowly and with greatest caution she moved along beneath the wall but as she did so she seemed to recede from the sound so back she went to the spot where she had previously stood and there again remained listening there were two distinct voices at least that was the conclusion at which she arrived after nearly a quarter of an hour of most minute investigation once she fancied in her excitement that away in the farther corner of the ruined courtyard she saw a slowly moving form like a thin column of mist was it the lady of glencardine the apparition of the hapless lady jane glencardine but on closer inspection she decided that it was merely due to her own distorted imagination and dismissed it from her mind those low curious whisperings alone puzzled her they were certainly not sounds that could be made by any rodents within the walls because they were voices distinctly and indisputably voices which at some moments were raised in argument and then fell away into sounds of indistinct murmuring whence did they come she again moved noiselessly from place to place at length deciding that only at one point the point where she had first stood could the sounds be heard distinctly so to that spot once more the girl returned standing there like a statue her ears strained for every sound waiting and wondering but the whispers had now ceased in the distance the stable clock chimed two yet she remained at her post determined to solve the mystery and not in the least afraid of those weird stories which the country folk in the highlands so entirely believed no ghost of whatever form could frighten her she told herself she had never believed in omens or superstitions and she steeled herself not to believe in them now so she remained there in patience seeking some natural solution of the extraordinary enigma but though she waited until the chimes rang out three o'clock and the moon was going down she heard no other sound the whispers had suddenly ended and the silence of those gaunt frowning old walls was undisturbed a slight wind had now sprung up sweeping across the hills and causing her to feel chill therefore at last she was reluctantly compelled to quit her post of observation and retraced her steps by the rough by-road to the house entering by one of the windows of the morning-room of which the burglar alarm was broken and which on many occasions she had unfastened after her nocturnal rambles with stuart indeed concealed under the walls she kept an old rusted table-knife and by its aid it was her habit to push back the catch and so gain entrance after reconcealing the knife for use on a future occasion on reaching her own room she stood for a few moments reflecting deeply upon her remarkable and inexplicable discovery had the story of those whisperings been told to her she would certainly have scouted them but she had heard them with her own ears and was certain that she had not been deceived it was a mystery absolute and complete and regarding it as such she retired to bed but her thoughts were very naturally full of the weird story told of the dead and gone owners of glencardine 
she recollected that horrible story of the ghost of manse and of the spectra of bridgend in the library she had a year ago discovered a strange old book one which sixty years before had been in universal circulation entitled satan's invisible world discovered and she had read it from beginning to end this book had perhaps more influence upon the simple-minded country people in scotland than any other work it consisted entirely of relations of ghosts of murdered persons witches warlocks and fairies and it was read as an indoor amusement in the presence of children and followed up by unfounded tales of the same description the youngsters were afraid to turn round in case they might be grasped by the old one so strong indeed became this impression that even grown-up people would not venture through fear into another room or down a stair after nightfall her experience in the old castle had to say the least been remarkable those weird whisperings were extraordinary for hours she lay reflecting upon the many traditions of the old place some recorded in the historic notices of the house of the montrose and others which had gathered from local sources the farmers of the neighborhood the keepers and servants those noises in the night were mysterious and puzzling next morning she went alone to the kennels to find stuart and to question him he had told her many weird stories and traditions of the old place and it struck her that he might be able to furnish her with some information regarding her strange discovery had any one else heard those whispers besides herself she wondered she met several of the guests but assiduously avoided them until at last she saw the thin long-legged keeper going towards his cottage with dash the faithful old spaniel at his heels when she hailed him he touched his cap respectfully changed his gun to the other arm and wished her good morning mees gabrielle in his strong scotch accent she bade him put down his gun and walk with her up the hill towards the ruins look here stuart she commanded in a confidential tone i'm going to take you into my confidence i know i can trust you with a secret ye may miss replied the keen-eyed scot i hope sir enry trust me as a faithful servant i've been on glencardine estate for no mees that forty year stuart we all know you are faithful and that you can keep your tongue still what i'm about to tell you is in strictest confidence not even my father knows of it ah then it's a secret in fray the, the laird eh yes she replied i want you to come up to the old castle with me pointing to the great ruined pile standing boldly in the summer sunlight and i want you to tell me all you know i've had a very uncanny experience there what miss exclaimed the man halting and looking her seriously in the face have you seen the ghost no i haven't seen any ghost replied the girl but last night i heard most extraordinary sounds as though people were within the old walls he'd sake mees and hey ye actually are the, the whispers he gasped then other people have heard them eh inquired the girl quickly tell me all you know about the matter stuart eh he said slowly shaking his head i came but a wee biddy aboot the noises who has heard them besides myself maxwell otillichilly's girl she said she heard the whispers a night aboot a year seen they're bad omenies for the lassie deed sudden a fortnight later did any one else hear them old willie buchan who lived down in ochterterradar village declared that at night while poaching for rabbits he heard the voices he tell the doctor say when he lay in bed a ding aboot three weeks afterwards and miss i'm sorry to say ye've heard the whispers 
then they're regarded as a bad omen to those who overhear them she remarked that say there's been ithers what acted as eavesdroppers and they indeed very soon afterwards then there was jean kirkwood and geordie mainteeth the latter was a young keeper i had here about a year seen he came to me in mornin and said that while lying up for poachers that night before he distinctly heard the whispers kenning what folks say about overhearing of them being fatal i launched at him and told him no to tink only tint o old wife's gossip but miss sure enough within a week he got blood peasonin and though they took him to the hospital in perth he deed the popular superstition points to the fact that any one who accidentally acts as an eavesdropper is doomed to death eh a very nice outlook for me she remarked ah miss gabrielle exclaimed the man greatly concerned didn't treat the matter lightly i beg ye i did repeer me into it and he did just like the others but what does it all mean asked the daughter of the house in a calm matter-of-fact voice she knew well that stuart was just as superstitious as any of his class for some of the stories he had told her had been most fearful and wonderful elaborations of historical fact it means i'm feared meese he replied that the whispers which come for nowhere forewarnings o death end of chapter eleven